do do. Oh, we're on? Okay. Hi. My name is Martin from channel14.com's Jobber Talk. And yes, I am invading Kayfabe Cafe today. And this is my review for PWR Revolution X. And now we... But before that, I shall now rename this fucking show as Martin's Cafe. So apparently, this ain't Jobber Talk, so that F-bomb will not be censored. Right, Jag? Because my prior experiences when I requested something to be edited out in the last episode here, it was not cut off, so this won't be cut off either, I think. Or the F-word that I dropped. Just in case it did get edited off. Fuck yeah, there we go. They won't even hear that. Well, okay, folks. Back to the topic at hand. Revolution X, May 20th, 2018. They were back at the I Academy after two years. The last time they were there was in Revo X 2016. And just like Revo X 2016, let's start off with the pre-show matches. First off, what happened? Well, the first match was Makata with Brad Cruz taking on a leaner and meaner Capitan PWR, who, by the way, I think is going for that beach spot. That's why he's been losing weight ever since this year. So good on you, Mr. Capitan PWR. You're looking great. But sadly, Makata won by pinfall and a distraction. Okay, let's move on to the next match, and it's one of my favorite pre-show matches of all time. It was Trabajador Supremo taking on the former Trabajador known as Quatro, whose real name is actually Joseph Vivian Quatro. Now, this was a tale of two things. One was the light, the other was the shadow. Shadow! Who the hell said that? Anyway, the ending was that the lights were literally off after Supremo said there will be shadows. And then there was this mysterious female voice urging Quattro to get his ass up and kick Suprema right in the ass. And so he did. One destino later, Quattro wins over Supremo. Supremo cut a post-match promo saying that maybe the prophecy was right. And he gave his blessing to Quattro, a.k.a. Joseph Vivian Quattro, to go forward and raise the name of the Council of Trabajadores. Um, this, well, I can gladly say that this storyline that has been going on for months has really paid off. Props to the PWR writing team for making this awesome, awesome angle of the Trabajadores and Quattro. Now let's go on to the main show and it kicked off right off the bat with a tag team title match between the Punk Dolls and the tag team champions, John Sebastian and Crystal. And let me just say, John Sebastian was being very naughty. And he's not even part of the Naughty Boys. He brought the rainbow flag and he was taunting Martivo as he was playing around with it and disrespecting the flag. Now that irked Martivo and Robin and the match was very physical, very intense. And it saw a lot of cool um, tag team maneuvers by Crystal and John Sebastian. 
like that super kick into a Styles Clash uh, thing that they did on the Punk Dolls. And they retained the tag team titles after they pinned Martivo with a combination of the Soulmate and the Kill Shot. So yes, retaining the tag team titles are Crystal and John Sebastian. Now let's go on to the next match where we have former tag team partner Sandata and Dax Javiera. Now going into Revolution X 2018, Dax Javiera has a 2-0 record from the pre-show because two years ago his first appearance in Revo X and maybe in PWR was with himself and Dan Erickson in the form of Delirium and they took on current well PHX champion Mike Madrigal and Kevin Skull in a tag team match at the pre-show and Dax Havera won that one in the next year him and Dan Erickson won again against Trian De La Torre and Evan Carlo now Sandata does not have the fortunate record at Revolution X as Dax but he's gonna look to see his fortunes turn around as he would try to defeat Dax Javier in this one-on-one -on -one contest it was a very physical matchup between these two guys Dax was trying to take out the knee factor of Sandata as he was focusing on the leg but Sandata still powered through Dax did his Joey Backs tribute after delivering three successive sling blades on his opponent Sandata and he connected with the Baletta driver for a near fall. Sandata, however, would not bow down as he delivered three straight kid lots to the face of Dax Javiera and after the third one he strapped on that submission hold for Dax Javiera to pass out and lose the match. So it's now Sandata winning the match. Not only did he win the match, but he also broke the winning streak of Dax Javiera in Revolution X. Now let's go on to the next match where someone, or well, some tag team would like to break their own losing streak this time. It's Marky and Kendrick of the Kaka Ebros taking on Main Max in the Apocalypse. Now, we usually see the Kaka Ebros have their own tarp, but it's quite funny to see Mr. C bringing his own tarp with him, Main Max, and the Apocalypse in that tarp as well. Um, let's just say uh, I still like the Kaka Ebros tarp better, and <laughs> I like their crew right now these guys who are also as Jeja as the Kaka Ebros, and they were even wearing caution tape around their bodies. So how hype beast can you get? Well, we got some awesome spots from the start. The Kaka Ebros were tossed out of the ring by the big guys, and Mr. C himself ascended to the top rope and dove off to land on the Kaka Ebros and their Jeja crew. Now things were going well. Like, things were really going well until like one miscue where Mr. C got bumped off by Main Max and the Kaka Ebros did take advantage of that situation with Marky rolling up Main Max and Kendrick assisting the roll up and one, two, three, we gotta congratulate the Kaka Ebros for their Furt win. Did I say that right? Furt win? Like one TH win? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I fucking said it right. Congratulations to Marky and Kendrick 
on your very first win in PWR history. So, from there, let's go on to the next match, which was very, very relatable for Apocalypse because it was for the All Out War Championship match. It was his former belt, and it will be defended by Vlad Sensek against Vintendo, who's carrying the belt as we speak at that match, taking on Peter Versoza, taking on James Idol Martinez, taking on Alexander Belmonte III, taking on Revo Ranger. Yes, that's right. It was a six-man all-out war match at Revolution X for the AOW title. So there was chaos going around the ring, outside the ring, and the main story was that lots of wild, wild spots that happened in the six-man all-out war match. Uh, most of all, there were also an assortment of items like the DVD player, the vegetables, and that Dora the Explorer table that was put into play at that match. So it was freaking wild, man. But in the end, it was the network's Alexander Belmonte III that got the victory after he delivered that move that he told me was called the Belmonte Driver. Not only did he win and get the all-out war championship, but he's the third guy to win that title. That's right, AB3 is the third all-out war champion in all-out war championship history. Now take that to the record books, baby. Let's go on to the next match. This happened after a slightly long break time between this six-man all-out war match to the next match. And we will talk about next is another match that involved six men. And this time it was the YOLO Twins and MWF's Raw Bin Sane taking on Trian De La Torre, Evan Carlo, and Mark DiManalo. Mark DiManalo is coming back after his two-year absence that happened since Renaissance 2016 at Unilab. And Robin Sane was making his return to PWR after the very first PWR show back in 2014 at Renaissance as well. So yeah, MDM and Robin Sane has this uh, Renaissance thing going on right there. But sadly, it would be only Robin Sane who'd make his comeback in the PWR event because Mark DiManalo got blindsided by the YOLO twins way before the match started and John Sebastian told Trian and Evan uh, sorry guys you're gonna have a two-on-three match right now because your partner is kind of out good luck well my friends were <laughs> outnumbered three to two that kind of sucked man anyway yeah so the match started and there was a we want Robin Sane chant because the YOLO twins were saying, no, 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 we got this. Robin Sane, just be there in the corner. We'll win this. Just do your whatever thing and we will get that win, dude, pare chong. But hey, they still couldn't stop Robin Sane because he performed that awesome dive off the ring and onto tree inverse outside. And there was a little argument between him and the intern, Jemmerlin. And during that argument, he even had the time to unconsciously punch a uh, recovering Evan Carlo, who was also on the outside, that set up a tadpole, well, 
a tree and splash from the top rope and onto everyone else there. Well, everyone except the twins and Jemmerlin. And inside the ring, they grabbed the intern. They were one of the twins was about to kiss her, but she got out just in time, and the twins kissed each other. So there's your YOLO twinsest right there. Fanfic writers, you're welcome. Care of the YOLO twins. The ending saw a third man, apparently in the form of Officer Tutan, who went in the ring and stripped down to his wrestling gear, which was all red and by far a very innovative offense that mostly involved his nether region area. Ouch, that would really, really hurt, if I do say so myself. So, this is the part where I would like to tell you that yes, Trian, Evan, and Officer Tutan got the win after they pinned Logan Olioris for the victory after the match. Robin Sane got berated yet again by the YOLO twin saying that it was his fault that they lost the match. One of the twins shoved him and Robin Sane shoved them back and he delivered the spider drivers on them, laid him out in the ring and he got the mic. He thanked the Revo Nation and PWR for giving him this chance to be back in PWR for this match. And he also had that awesome spot where he promoted the next event where he will be facing his friend, Mr. Lucha, at MWF2 Maki Wrestling Wagmatakot, which is happening on May 27th at UP de Leman, which may or may not have happened at the time that you will be listening to this episode. Presses on you guys to upload this episode immediately, by the way. So let's go on to the next match. And it was Rhetoric Mahaba taking on Chris Panzer, the leader of the Panzer army, has a bone to pick, a score to settle with Mahaba because he sees that this guy was the reason why he lost the title, the reason why he couldn't reclaim the title during his rematch, because he was helping his partner, his partner, get that belt from Panzer, and his partner... To retain that belt from said Chris Panzer. Mahaba tried to delay the match. He was exiting and entering the ring as the bell sounded, but soon enough Chris Panzer got wise and just uh, attacked him anyway. But it was not. Rhetoric Mahaba used his strength and size to zero in on the injured back of the former PWR champion, and it worked to good effect. He had him incapacitated for most of the match. Heck, there was this one point in the match where I thought, well, where most of us thought that Rhetoric Mahaba will win via countout, but it seems like Chris Panzer was so poggy that the referee got distracted, looked at his face and forgot to count 10, and it gave him enough time to enter back into the ring. The end saw Rhetoric Mahaba getting the loss here because while he had that bear hugged very wrapped in tightly on Chris Panzer, the leader of the Panzer army surprised him and surprised the Revo Nation when he gave him a lip lock, a kiss. And it, and it was so shocking that Mahaba couldn't concentrate on the bear hug. 
Chris Panzer slipped out of the bear hook, delivered his Panzer strike, went to the top rope, and delivered the beautiful eagle splash for the one-two-three. Now let's go on to the next match, and I assure you, this one stole the whole damn show. It was Jake DeLeon versus Zayden Trudeau. This happened after Zayden Trudeau in PWR Live Traffic answered the challenge of the Senorito for anyone to face him at Revolution X. Now this came at a price because after Traffic, no, by that I mean the PWR show, not Traffic Traffic, when Jake DeLeon attacked Bolt, the partner, well, the former partner of Zayden Trudeau, and now Trudeau's out for not only revenge, but out to go to the JDL level. Did he go to the JDL level? Yes, cafe patrons, he friggin' did. Both JDL and Zayden Trudeau started off the match exchanging holds. There was some awesome chain wrestling, which involved both of them cartwheeling off the hurricane run attempts that the other tried to deliver to them. Um, one point of the match I saw was this. This amazing dive off the ropes from Zayden Trudeau to JDL on the outside of the ring. He even tried to do what he did to Robin last PWR traffic. Like he scooped up Jake DeLeon, tried to do that suplex thing on the apron, but the Senorito was too smart for him. He escaped, slid back outside of the ring, and power bombed the bejesus out of Zayden Trudeau on that ring apron. Ouch! JDL was in control for the moment, and then we get the Enzugiri by Zayden Trudeau, and it almost gave him a three count, but JDL got up by two. JDL fought back with an amazing springboard clothesline, and it also got two. And then the crowd started to chant, fight forever. And it was this point on where I saw JDL delivering his patented cannonball attack on the quarter. He tried for a second one, but Zayden Trudeau got out of the way and he was about to do maybe his springboard dropkick but no there was JDL who readily caught him and delivered a Samoan drop into a power slam for the count too both men tried to strike each other try to see which one's gonna go down but no one went down and then JDL was about to do something, but out of nowhere, Zayn and Trudeau delivered a springboard RKO, and that was amazing. He followed that up with a springboard dropkick. Yeah, that was vintage Trudeau right there, the springboard dropkick. JDL caught Zayden mid-air with a Senorito kick and almost got the pinfall. And then JDL finally connected with the Alipin drop. And then a second Alipin drop. But Zayden still kicked out before three. JDL goes for the Alipin drop on the corner. Like he lifted up Zayden Trudeau on the top rope or on the top turnbuckle. It was about to set him up there. But Trudeau escaped, delivered a springboard Hurricane Rana. And then he delivered a shooting star press, a, a running one from the mat, from the ring. And then went upstairs to deliver the Phoenix Splash on JDL. But JDL kicked out before 3. 
it took a 450 splash to finally silence JDL in this match. And Zayden Trudeau got yet another big win since his win over Billy Suede last year. Now, I really can't wait to see these two tangle yet again inside a PWR ring. Because, like I said, this stole the show. Okay? Now, let's go on to the next match. It's one of the two main events of PWR Revolution X 2018 it's the Ken Warren the current reigning Path of Gold winner of 2018 taking on Mr. PH Excellence himself Mike Madrigal kaya putang ina guys oh crap did I just speak in Tagalog ay putang ina anyway yeah let's go Speaking of coupleness, it was fun to hear Ken Warren taunt Mike Madrigal, calling him Princess Coupal, and the crowd just ate it up. They started to chant it so much that Mike Madrigal went outside, told Potts to tell everyone that they should stop chanting Princess Coupal. But just like the internet, if you tell them to stop memes of Childish Gambinos, this is America, will they stop making memes? No. You dig? Sadly... Mike Madrigal had a few tricks up his sleeve and delivered a cheap shot so he would take advantage of the match in the early going. He was targeting Ken Warren's head because of the past injury, which was a concussion last year at APCC 2017. Mike Madrigal delivered a neckbreaker to... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Apparently, it was Ken Warren who fought back and delivered a neckbreaker on Madrigal for a two-count. Mike Madrigal grabbed Ken Warren and delivered an amazing tilt-the-world backbreaker. And uh, he channeled his inner Seth Rollins with that buckle bomb. And the Wi-Fi on Ken Warren. Ah, so cool, For a two-count. Yes, Ken Warren did fight back. And this time it was him delivering the GTS on Mike Madrigal. At one point of the match, however... Ken Warren accidentally connected with a super kick on the hapless referee. So with the ref down, Mike Madrigal's boys, the Kaka Ebros, went in and tried to assist Buzz Mike to get the win. The Kaka Ebros accidentally hit the belt on each other and Ken Warren delivered the Wi-Fi on poor Marky inside the ring before he set his sights back to Mike Madrigal, who would then deliver the Pinsasha kick on right to Ken Warren's nether regions. Now, uh, Mike Madrigal delivered the GTS on Kenwa, and the ref was slowly getting his ass up, so he started to count, but the count was too slow, and it only reached two. Mike Madrigal tried to do another belt shot, but Ken Warren avoids it, and he delivers his own low blow, delivers his own belt shot at the face of Mike Madrigal, and with Madrigal slumping on the corner on the turnbuckle, he delivered two successive Wi-Fi's on the PHX champion. He dragged him off the turnbuckle, pinned him one, two, three, and for the very first time, we got the very first two-time PWR Philippine Hybrid X champion in Ken Warren. 
And not only that, but Ken Warren keeps the streak alive for Path of Gold winners casting in on title belts to 3-0. Which started back when JDL cast in his one, and last year when Chris Panzer got his win over John Sebastian. Now, speaking of Panzer Sebastian, let's go on to this year's main event. It was Ralph Imobayashi taking on Miguel Rosales. Yes, the Capitan of Barangay Suplex was taking on the PWR champion. And if Miguel Rosales would lose, that would mean the end of Miguel Rosales' wrestling career at PWR. These two guys locked horns in the middle of the ring. And at one point early on, Miguel Rosales almost got his Castigo Brutal F5 on Ralph Imabayashi, but the champion escaped. A belly-to-belly by Rosales almost got a three-count, but only was a two-count from the referee. Uh, Ralph got up, he slapped the taste out of Rosales's mouth, and he delivered a spit that disrespected Miguel Rosales. Ralph would draw the ire yet again of Miguel Rosales as he went outside to deliver a kick to Joey Bax. That's when Rosales chased him, and on his way back to the ring, Ralph Imobayasi started to stomp down on his challenger, just to get the advantage. Now let's skip to the next part, which was very awesome, when Ralph Imobayashi was on the top rope, and Miguel Rosales went up there and delivered an overhead belly-to-belly suplex from the top turnbuckle and onto the ring floor. My God, he wasn't done yet as he sent the PWR champion into Barangay Suplex with three successive German suplexes. The next sequence saw Rosales connecting with a spear. He tried to deliver a second one but was missed. And Ralph tried to do a sonic crusher, but it was countered into a jackhammer by Rosales for a two-count. A missed F5 attempt by Rosales yet again, and this time it was a connected sonic crusher. But before the count of three, Mr. Miguel Rosales got his arm up. So the match continued, and at one point, PWR senior referee Matt Rojas accidentally took a knee to the face from the PWR champion Ralph Imobayasi, and Mr. Imobayasi, he did nothing to you to deserve such a knee to the face. Now, both men go outside, they fight, and that's where Miguel Rosales grabbed Ralph and delivered a Castigo Brutal F5 on the stage. And both men were down, baby. Both men are back in the ring, and we see Ralph Imobayashi delivering the F5 on Rosales for a two-count. Rosales was about to get the Senketsu, but it was Miguel Rosales who reversed it into a tombstone piledriver for a very near fall. Another F5 attempt by Miguel Rosales, and it hits. The Castigo Brutal hits in the middle of the ring. He pins the PWR champion, and he almost got the three-count. It was unnerving, but Ralph delivered the Senketsu this time, and he got a shoulder up. Ralph got pissed off, and he was delivering some hard knee strikes to the face of Miguel Rosales. A defiant Miguel Rosales told him to hit him harder, and he spat on the face of Ralph Imobayashi before Ralph delivered a spinning Senketsu to finish things off. One two, three, Ralph Imobayashi 
is still the PWR champion. And yes, for the first time in PWR history, the wrestler or the competitor entering RevoX as the PWR champion retains his gold at the main event. Because the last two years, we have seen title changes. The big title being changed hands at RevoX 2016 and at RevoX 2017. Okay, fine. We can also count 2015 when JDL won the tournament and got the belt but then a few moments later Brian Leo got the belt after he challenged JDL for it so yeah this is still the first time a defending PWR champion has successfully retained his belt the campeon ng Pilipinas belt at a Revolution X event now after the match we had a very brief um speech from Ralph Imabayashi saying that he got disgusted with the fans thinking he would lose but at the end of his speech he did say that he respects Miguel Rosales and that he wants to give him and the Revo Nation a great moment here at Revo X so that said he gave a great gesture he gave the PWR belt to Rosales momentarily and both competitors hugged it out in the ring before the champion left. Miguel Rosales had the mic. He thanked everyone for being there for him for the past four years as he was in the active roster. He reminded everyone that, while there are some people who take shit on their dreams as being wrestlers. Fuck them. Because we are living our dream. And he th also thanked the Revonation for their love and support. And he liked to stress out that this is their goal to keep Philippine wrestling alive. To keep this dream alive. And for me, I'd like to say thank you so much, Miguel Rosales. We will miss you. We will miss watching you in PWR. And we wish you well in your future with the family. I heard he's going abroad. So that'll be awesome. Maybe we'll see him wrestle abroad sometime soon. Huh? And that's my review here for Kayfabe Cafe. This is my Invasion episode. My name is Martin. You can usually catch me on channel14.com's Jobber Talk. And you can find me online there. That's channel14.com. We also have a Twitter. It's at CH14, all letters, no numbers. And this is also the point in time wherein I'd like to tell you guys that Kayfabe Cafe has a Facebook-like page. So please like the Facebook-like page of Kayfabe Cafe. Kayfabe Cafe also has a Twitter account, I heard. It's at Kayfabe Cafe. That's one word. So that's it, guys. This is Martin signing out here at Kayfabe Cafe. Oops, I meant to say Kayfabe Cafe. Hit the music, monkeys!
And can you hear me?